Welcome to the Bad Tutors Podcast. If you're here for the newest, up-to-date, accurate information on the nerdy topics that are near and dear to your heart, well, let me tell you, you ended up in the wrong place. Here, we're all about hot takes and grandiose displays of misinformation, so stick along for the ride, and you might just blow a blood vessel or two. Uh, today, I want to talk about Magic the Gathering. In particular, Discard versus Mill. Uh, now, why am I talking about this right now? Uh, if you are interested in Magic the Gathering, you might know of a channel on YouTube called Spice A-Rack. They're actually our biggest competitor for our audience. I've heard that, yeah. Um, so this is a response video. Uh, not a video, though. We're a podcast. This is our clapback. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. So, Ian... Yeah. Uh, I want to nail you down on a couple things, a couple points regarding Mill and regarding Discard mm -hmm. and Commander specifically. Yep, that sounds about right. And You, you want to read that disclaimer right there? Yeah, I, I want to start off with a bit of a face-saving disclaimer for myself. Tyler and I have talked about this in depth a lot in the past. And uh, I'll just say my stance, which is I know to be objectively wrong, is that I think that Mill is worse than Discard. I think it's less fun to play against. Um, I have certainly been proven wrong, and I have admitted to Tyler in the past that he is 100% correct. I do not deny that. But I just personally feel that way. And I have one thing that was a repressed memory that I recently recovered of why I feel this way that I'll bring up at some point when it's more appropriate in the episode. But I will still be taking my stance and holding true to it and dying on my dumb hill for the sake of discussion. But <laughs> let it be known, Tyler is objectively correct on his stance but i'm i'm hoping that he goes at least a little bit into the flavor of how both of them are portrayed in magic because he was telling me a little bit about that before and it actually sounds very interesting of how they like the flavor of them actually works in the game but yeah that is that is my face saving disclaimer i'm not a good magic the gathering player but i think that i'm okay <laughs> so i want to uh, save a little bit of face so I uh, I do want to just um, uh, preface this entire episode uh, one more time. This is in regards to playing against a deck where the objective is either to mill your library or make you discard your hand. It is not a self-discard deck or a self-mill deck. Mm -hmm. um, if you are built around those things... Uh, then you are aiming to capitalize on discarding or milling your own library. Um, Which, so this is to just, my understanding, those are two, even though they both have mill and discard in the name, those are two very different play styles. Certainly. Um, so this is more of a situation of um, my opponent plays a spell and I have to mill, or my opponent draws a card and I have to mill, or... On my upkeep, I have to discard a card, or I cast a spell, I have to discard, mm -hmm. etc. Um, a creature enters the battlefield, that's my opponent's, and it makes me discard. Yep. I will admit, both feel bad, but I'm now going to make the case as to why discard is just so much worse. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm ready to take a fat L on my stance. Let's go on a bit of a journey. And uh, this is, I'm going to just explain this, and then I'm going to describe some some things. Oh, did you want to weigh in here? Oh, Wilson has a take? Wilson does have a take. He's on my side. Wilson is a mono-green stompy player, for sure. That's true. Yeah, I agree. Um, maybe a Paco Haldon uh, to get those fetch counters. Ren and yeah, Siri, he got along pretty well with Lou. Yeah, he actually loves cats. So he might be a Ren and Siri player. It could be. Let's get into it. Let's do it. So, imagine we're starting a game, and 
we're on turn five. This okay. is very early in a casual game of Commander. Yep. You're looking at a board state. There's a permanent that makes you discard a card at your upkeep. There's hundreds of these. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's one in play. At this point, you've played a couple spells, maybe ramped, maybe you've even gotten your commander out. Let's say you're on five mana. Can you please? You don't agree with this. He's on my side, I told you. Go lay down. Don't take that tone with me. Uh, let's say you've even gotten your commander out. And in hand, you have a board wipe, targeted removal, and a land to play on the stack. Mm-hmm. You now have to ask yourself the question. Do you further your own game plans, hoping that you will draw into a vital piece of your deck uh, and keep the land so that maybe you can uh, play a card that makes you draw cards? Maybe it's like, you know, maybe you are playing higher mana cost cards, uh, and so six mana is a pretty important uh, um, threshold to hit. Uh, yeah, a threshold to hit, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remove the piece that is making everybody discard, uh, and then your down removal, and your opponents are no longer getting hit by this? Um, do you get? Do you risk getting overrun by a board state, by the player that just keeps top-decking creatures and play, putting them into play? Um these questions and this line of thinking that you have to do as a uh, victim to discard mm-hmm. is one of the strengths of playing discards. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, playing a little bit of head games with you. Yeah, It's making you yeah. play two games at once. It's like holding up blue mana, except your opponents can never make you have it mm-hmm. um, because they don't have a hand. They don't have the resources to sacrifice to make you have it. Mm-hmm. Um so when you play discard, you are forcing these decisions and these choices on your opponents. Um, and as they make more and more sacrifices, their choices get less and less. So let's say they discard the land, they use a piece of removal, they have one card in hand, uh, plus whatever they draw. And then it comes back to your turn, you're playing discard. You put a two CMC rat into play called Burglar Rats that forces each opponent to discard a card. Yep. Now they have to look at the board wipe that they held and whatever they drew and then make that decision again as you are playing without having to discard. So you're getting this card advantage over your opponents, which is important to winning a game of Commander. Incredibly, yeah. Now remember on the receiving end of discard... Having to make these choices is something that's being forced upon you um, by an opponent's card effects. Um, A card that would return a card from your graveyard to the top of your library or even to your hand is awful against discard. Mm -hmm. Because that's putting you down two cards to the player that's playing discard. And you'll probably just get hit with another discard effect anyways. Right. Because now your hand size is one smaller. Mm-hmm. It's it's an uphill battle. And ultimately, the only way to truly get out from under it is to focus the discard player as soon as it becomes eminent what they're doing. You removal, you beat their face until they're out of the game. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Um, I'm going to talk about the pros of playing discard. Mm-hmm. Actually, do you know the ways to win a game of Magic? In general? just like Yeah. Uh, There's three ways that you can defeat an opponent. Um, with, without alternate win cards... Like, if you satisfy this condition, you win the game. So you're counting, I'm sure you will get into it, but you're not counting, like, a Thoracle combo as one of those no, ways in no. that case. Um, no, just okay, like, so, ba- like written in the rules, Yeah, this is how you win a game of Magic. 
uh, reducing their life to zero, giving them ten poison counters. I don't know if you're counting that. Yep, yep. And... No. They have no library. They have no... Okay, That's the other yes, one. Yeah, they have no If library. they draw a card when they have no library, they lose. Right. Mm-hmm. So those are the three ways uh, that you can win a game of Magic uh, that are not a specific card right? and satisfying the conditions of that card. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'll talk about the pros of discard. Resource denial. Uh, you are, like I said, gaining card advantage by removing cards from your opponent's hands. Mm-hmm. Um, they have lands going into their graveyards or the spells that you don't want them to cast mm-hmm. uh, so that they can keep the lands. Especially if it's like a targeted discard, like say duress or something like that, where they're not yeah, choosing, like you're thought. choosing. Yeah. Um, maybe you are uh, breaking parity. Well, most of the time you're breaking parity. That's the best discard effects. Um, and in that situation, you are almost locking a game into your opponent's top decking and you looking at, you know, more than one card in your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, every time you play a card that makes an opponent discard, they're going to groan. Everybody Correct. loves to play a spell that makes somebody sigh or uh, throw a fit or, you know, just, you know, you got the blue player sitting there and they're like planning like two turns ahead mm-hmm. and you're just like, okay, why don't you uh, discard two cards? And then it's like, fuck, I just lost everything that I was planning. Yeah. Um, we love that. And then, like I said already, uh, you gain tremendous card advantage by removing cards, which might be better than just you drawing a bunch of cards. Um, because your opponents can't respond and don't have interaction mm-hmm. as often. Yep. Um, and your opponents are now on a clock where each card in their hand can only stay there for so long until it's tossed in the bin. So a counter spell is way fucking worse if you're playing against discard. Because what can you hold that up against before... It's just a dead card in your hand, and you have to discard it to an effect. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. The, it, it becomes less valuable knowing that you will not have it soon. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, in, instead of going, oh, I'll wait for whatever big eight-drop creature-slash-spell they have, you're going instead, well, I might not have this next turn. I guess I'll counter their t- three CMC rat. So I just don't lose another card, but in turn for doing that, I'm now down a card. You're losing a card, right. You're you're losing a card regardless of what your choice is. Yeah. So, like, that's that's where the card advantage comes in. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, the cons of discard is there is no inherent win con in the way that when an opponent discards a card without other permanents or effects... They're not getting closer to zero life. They're not climbing higher to 10 poison. And their library is only shrinking based on the number of cards that they've drawn. Mm -hmm. Um, So having zero cards in your hand does not make them lose. It does make it significantly harder for them to win, though. Right. And then when you play discard, you get focused with removal, damage counter spells you know people are politicking against you because holy fuck do they hate seeing cards that were in their hand put into their graveyard absolutely they'll they'll want to get rid of everything that makes that happen now i'm going to talk about mill Mm -hmm. uh the pros to mill is every time you put like three cards from a library into the graveyard with mill being your game plan, you're basically dealing three damage to a player that starts at, like, say, 93 health if you're yeah. playing with, like, free mulligans. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because, like we discussed, when a library has zero cards in it and a player has to draw a card, you lose the they game. lose the game. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, in Magic, there are other situations. There are cards that 
make you win the game uh, when you have zero cards in your library. Mm-hmm. And I think there's even a, a legendary Sphinx that uh, says you don't lose the game when you go to draw a card uh, and there's zero cards in your library. Mm-hmm. Instead, you put like five counters on it. Um, so disregarding those you are progressing towards a win every time you spend a card to mill an opponent rather than just slowing down their win like you do with discard Mm -hmm. Um, another pro of mill is that there are two card combos that close the game out either totally or for one player you just remove them from the game um and honestly in commander i think every deck should have a this card will make me win the game correct uh, i completely agree. if i yes. if i play it um so like a card like traumatize one of my roommate's favorite cards to meme about because mm-hmm. of the name for sure with with the commander um i think it's bruvac bruvac is his name Mm-hmm. Bruvac the Grandiloquent is a human advisor that says that if an opponent would mill one or more cards, they mill twice that many cards instead. And what Traumatize says is target player mills half their library, rounded up. And if you have Bruvac in play, that is half their library, rounded up twice. Yep. Uh, not I'm sorry, not twice. Twice uh, that twice amount. The amount. Yeah. So it is pick up your library and put it in your graveyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then you pass the turn that player goes to their draw step they go to draw, they lose the game mm-hmm. another pro of, of uh, Mill is you're going to elicit some groans uh, we, we love it yep. when a player love bitches a about the perfect card that they needed to go uh, you know, remove a piece or oh that would combo with a creature I have or synergize really well and now it's in the graveyard Um you know, disregard the fact that it was 11 cards deep and you just got milled for 20. Right. Um, now it's in the graveyard. Fuck you. You did that to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, the strongest pro over discard is that you win without having situational effects. You don't need to inherently, in your deck building, put together... A plan where you're damaging someone's life whenever a card goes into the graveyard or something like that. Um, an opponent's life total can instead just be the number of cards in their library. Mm-hmm. Now the cons, which I think could also maybe be tilted as a pro against Mill. I'll hang on. I'll explain that more in a second. Mm-hmm. The cons of Mill is that you're filling graveyards in Commander the format that we are talking about this in the scope of every single color has a way to grab whether it's like a silver bullet or a bomb an important part of combo an important value piece whatever it is you can get that out of your graveyard Mm -hmm. green puts it back on top of your library a lot um like noxious revival um regrowth um Stuff like that. We'll put it on top of your library so you draw it the next time you would draw. Um, blue, you can just shuffle. There's a lot of just shuffled libraries. Or if it's an instant or sorcery, there's creatures that enter the battlefield and return it. Um, black does a lot of uh, returning from graveyard to hand. Yeah, that's uh, like one of their whole things. It's just yeah. you're playing out of the graveyard. And... Uh, Black also has a lot of things that, like you said, just play right out of the graveyard, just right into the battlefield. Yep. Um, white is maybe the worst, but I it could be red, um, depending on your power level. There are a lot of cards in white that will fetch specifically like enchantments or low CMC uh, creatures out of your graveyard, mm-hmm. um, but those go like right into the the battlefield yeah um as well so you know powerful effects and then red does a lot of artifact graveyard recursion um like uh goblin engineer um 
Goblin engineer, thank you. You sacrifice a treasure and go find, you know, what like whatever whatever it is that you need out of the graveyard, you swap it with uh, a card, an artifact in play, and you Mm -hmm. swap them. Um, I will also say with red, there's a card called Underworld Breach, which gives every card in your graveyard escape. So that would be especially strong against Mill because you have to exile three cards and then play the casting cost. But if somebody's milling you, then you have enough cards to play everything that you would want that turn out of your graveyard. Um, It's way easier to play around Mill. Um, You're not changing the way that anybody's playing. You're not making them think about their choices because it doesn't it doesn't matter if they mill you for like 10 cards next turn because you don't know what any of those cards are usually you Mm -hmm. don't know what any of those cards are so you can't play around having a card that you don't have in your hand yet Mm -hmm. um if anything uh you're giving your opponents more resources you're putting cards into their graveyard and a lot of decks a lot of the most popular decks play out of their graveyards, use their graveyards as a second hand. Um, one of the most popular commanders is uh, uh, Moldrotha, which um, Moldrotha has 11,100 decks on EDH rec. Mm-hmm. It is ranked number 12 in the format. And it says... During each of your turns, you may play a land and cast a permanent spell of each permanent type from your graveyard. That's artifact, creature, enchantment, planeswalker, um, and then you can play a land, too. I think I got all of them. Uh, so if, if you're playing Moldrotha and somebody sits down and mills you, you're going to reach across the table. You're going to shake their hand, and you're going to ask them to mill you again because that's how you're going to win the game. It would be similar um, to, I'm blanking on the name of the commander, but the one that uh, gets keywords for every cre- for every keyword oh, in... Oh, Cathril. Cathril. The, yeah, that yeah, absent we, insect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one gets all of the keywords that are in the graveyard and applies yeah. it to itself. Turns it into an absolute demon. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one thing that's not relevant in all... Uh, playgroups metas but there are cards that are called shuffle titans um because of what they do um when they enter your graveyard from anywhere you shuffle your graveyard into your library um these are kozilek butcher of truth ulamog of the infinite gyre blightsteel colossus and darksteel colossus mm-hmm. and all of those see a fair amount of play in edh um, Blightsteel Colossus can win games by itself yep. uh, and one of the allures to them is that they're all big beaters that when you remove them are back in your library mm-hmm. um, I'll take a break from just you know divvying up what's good and bad about each of them to like you said go into the theme of them um, Mill is typically regarded as memory loss. Your library is your spells that you have as, you know, the person. You used to be the planeswalker, and then they added in planeswalkers, so now it's like you're not really the planeswalker. But, like, as a mage, your library represents your repertoire of spells that you can cast. Um... And when you are milled, it is seen as you getting memory loss or something. Uh, you lose that spell. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're discarding, a lot of the effects are uh, very gruesome and you know depicted as madness. Um, there's even a mechanic called madness that whenever you discard a card with madness you can cast it um that's kind of how discard is portrayed uh 
shouts out to our enemy, uh, Spice Rec Eight, biggest competitor of the channel of mm-hmm, the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he he had a great video on the uh, aesthetics and the theme of Mill and Discard in Magic: The Gathering. Um, a discard commander in uh or not commander i'm sorry a discard planeswalker in magic would be someone like um davriel shadow mage um he's stealing from you um liliana is uh also often tied with discard um her stuff is more like uh like intrusively Liliana has a lot of discard effects on her Planeswalker cards, too. <clears throat> and those effects are seen more as, like, an, an invasion of somebody's mind. Jace is a big mill Planeswalker as well. Uh, and he is a mind mage. Um, he has forbidden spells. You know, he... Um, goes into people's minds constantly conjures illusions and stuff like that um a lot of stuff to do with the mind and making people forget things uh ashiok is another mill planeswalker she's from uh um theros she is the god of nightmares but she's a planeswalker as well um and she mills people and then exiles and then uses those cards a lot on her planeswalkers and a lot of cards that depict ashiok uh also steal um the card either from your library um from the stack you can cast the spells very cool um representation of uh of mill in that way um but uh, now that, you know, I, I touched on the theme of it, and, you know, whichever one's cooler, you should play to you if you're playing for theme. Um, that is, I've been keeping notes of my uh, rebuttals as you've gone on, and uh, at the very least, the flavor of Discord, Discard is cooler than the flavor of Mill. They're both cool, I I think I would agree. The flavor is certainly a lot more interesting. You want to see somebody actually descend into madness. Uh, Correct. If you play a good discard deck, you will see somebody actually experience psychosis as they pick up a card, and it's a land, and it's the third time that's happened in a fucking row, and any time that they pick up something that makes them draw, they don't get to use any of those cards because you make them discard. Mm -hmm. Uh, You will actually see somebody... uh, Descend into madness in real life. You, you could almost see them imagining reaching across the table and strangling the life out of you because it's that frustrating sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, in, uh, in an effort to better acquaint myself in the matchup of Mill versus Discard, um, I sat down with two of my roommates. I played uh, a Discard deck that is also, incidentally, a Rat deck. Uh, the yeah. other deck was a Bruvac deck that mills you out, uh, has big spells like Traumatize in it. And the other was um, an it deck that draws a bunch of cards and then uses effects like Sphinx's Tutelage or Teferi's Tutelage to mill opponents while it draws. Mm-hmm. I have gotten some really heavy discard pieces out early with my rat deck. Um, and... Were it not for a green player ramping into a um, OG Vorinclex, which makes all of their lands tap for green, and every time you tap lands, they don't untap the next untap step. Mm-hmm. Um, had he not ramped out to that on like turn three, Jesus. I think I would have won that game, hands down, because on turn four... They couldn't cast a spell from their hand unless they discarded, or they had to pay five life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then by turn seven, I think that enchantment had dealt like 20 damage to all of the other players. Mm -hmm. But in this mill versus discard game, 
it was actually pretty close. My opponents were milling each other and me. Um, I was discarding cards out of their hand and then using a sacrifice outlet to bring back a rat that would um, make them discard. And I was using uh, the new rat tribal commander, Ashcoat, which um, mills you for four, and then you return two rats to your hand on your end step. Mm -hmm. um, I realized that as the game got later, more turns had passed, more cards were in graveyards. The way that I won was still beating face, even if they were just on one card um, in their hand, which at one point they were, um, even if they could basically cast their commander, I would remove it, then they'd cast their commander again. Um, it didn't matter because I had to hit them for 40 damage, uh, and they just had to work together to mill my library down to zero. Mm -hmm. And I was playing a mono black deck that recurred a lot of cards out of the graveyard. So I never felt like I was stuck on things to do. But there was a time where one of them drew a land twice off the top, played a land and passed the turn. Mm -hmm. uh, that's was pretty frustrating for them. Uh, and even with all of that, I still couldn't deal 80 damage uh, before my library was reduced to zero. They were, you know, obviously the power levels of the deck were kind of all over the place. Right. Uh, my discard deck was basically a pile of cards. Um, the Bruvac deck was a higher power deck with a lot of mill synergies. And... The Is It deck uh, was a very chaotic deck um, where he literally just tries to pick up as many cards as possible in a game and get as many triggers off of that as possible. Knowing the player of that deck that I can only assume, yes. that sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, even with you know going against two mill decks... I still didn't think it felt as bad as discard would feel. Mm -hmm. um, and I know what you're thinking is like, how, how many cards did I see go into my graveyard? Um, that came when I'm maybe 14 turns. So I think maybe the cards that I actually picked off off the top of my library was close to like uh, maybe 26 because mm -hmm. I had a pretty big draw spell in there where I drew a bunch of cards. Um so I saw, like, way more than half of my library go into my graveyard. Mm -hmm. uh, and so did they. Um, and it might suck to see, like, that mana rock um, that you needed early get milled in. Um, or a removal that would get you out of your sicky situation. Uh, you know, remove the Bruvac that's making you mill twice the amount. Mm -hmm. um, it sucks to see him go like that piece go into your graveyard at the same time let's say you get milled for 14th and that's the 11th card um you're probably losing that game before you see the 11th card for of sure those yeah. 14 you know uh if you can't deal with that um yeah games shouldn't be going 32 turns right like in, uh, unless it's hell like a game that goes that long is no longer a fun game We've we've had some marathon games that have been what I would call a good game, uh, but I, I understand what you're saying. Um, in the, in a situation that discard is most similar to that, you watch the removal piece go from your library into your hand as you draw it. Uh, then you discard it the next turn, or you use it in an inopportune time, or maybe it's like the perfect time to cast it and it's like great you removed a piece of removal or uh, removed a piece of discard and then you pass the turn it gets back to the discard player they play another piece that's going to make you discard uh in that way 
discard is equivalent to stacks. Mm-hmm. Um, the best best thing about discard, the best thing about playing discard, is that everybody has a common enemy to remove first. You mm-hmm. can remove the discard player and stop having to deal with their bullshit. And playing discard paints the biggest target on your back, so you have to play the super mean effects that hit everybody except for you and hit them hard enough that it's going to be tough for them to get out of and hit them early enough where it seems like it's impossible to get out of. Mm -hmm. I will make one caveat. I think that there's one thing that you can do to paint a bigger target on your back. If you play any daybound or nightbound card... Any card that has Daybound and Nightbound on it, and Wilson agrees. I can hear him crying about it. Mm-hmm. If you play that down, I'm targeting you. Because now we have to track Daybound and Nightbound. And it yep. does matter. Mm-hmm. Because it's werewolves. So they're transforming into bigger creatures with better effects. Fuck you if you're playing that. Yeah, I took apart my werewolf extra. deck. And I didn't have any Daybound or Nightbound cards in there. Because everybody had to track... Whether they are werewolves or humans, and that was fucking bullshit. Yep, I agree. So I'd say I, it looks like you're uh, gonna close up a little bit after this. So I'll I'll give my couple couple takes on this because, like I said, you're certainly right. But the, the these are my thoughts on it. For okay. one, I you just said it, but I completely agree with you. Um, the that discard makes an arch enemy at the game which i think is always fun i don't think it's necessary to have in a game but it creates an alternate dynamic to the game which makes it a little more interesting and a little more dynamic of like what you have to do of like man they have 32 five five elves that could just swing and kill me right now they could just do it but they're not gonna do that's a little high because i could kill fucking everyone yeah you know yeah, what i yeah. mean i get what you're like they have yeah. a board state that threatens lethal to me but they're but not a going player to put playing lethal discard to me, so yeah. it's gonna go to them and i like decks that do that just in general also with discard i feel like the mind game that it makes you play creates even though at a certain point it becomes less so, this would be earlier on in a game, sure. it feels more interactive of you have to make those choices, like you said, of do I get rid of my targeted removal? Do I get rid of uh, board wipe? Or do I have enough mana on board? Can I just dump this fucking land? Where mill just feels like, well, it's gone. Like It's not like, oh, I had a choice in this. I had to figure out what I wanted to do to like plan and make my plans out. It's just like, well, okay, that's not in the plans, which that's not change. You're right in the fact that it's not changing how you play the game. Sure. But I think that the discard side of that is more interactive. And I don't want to say it creates a better environment because even I don't think that's true. (laughs) But like there's at least more to the game. Than just like, well, I don't have these 15 pieces anymore. Can I interject here? Of course. Um, I think I agree with you on the it makes you think about the game more part of discard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what's actually great about CEDH. Um, I know you don't play it. I don't know if you even have any sort of inclination to play it. I certainly um, do not. Uh, one of the things about CEDH that's great is that there's a meta. Um, mm-hmm. There are certain cards that are always going to be played in certain decks. Um, everybody's trying to usually win by combo or by stopping everybody else with stacks effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people are constantly holding up interaction, mainly counter spells or pieces of removal, to stop other players. Mm-hmm. And so much the same way that you have to think about when to use your things and whether it's a good idea to hold off on it uh, with discard. Like, it's not an opportune time, but I might not have it in the future. You have to think about that with CEDH. Um, 
is the card that my opponent's playing to uh, my right, so I have first reaction and priority, mm-hmm. um, is that so detrimental to me that I will lose the game so that I have to counter it? Or do I let it go around the table so that somebody else spends their counter spells on it? Right. Uh, and that is the same thing where it's like, can I weasel out a board state and an engine from underneath yeah. this discard player? Or do I use my removal so that I don't have to worry about weaseling it out? Or is somebody else going to use the removal? It's like that sort of mind game. Mm-hmm. Um, people in casual, though, just normal commander, um, a lot of the times you'll sit down with people that don't want to think about stuff that hard. That's very fair. I do agree with that. Um, I'm one of those people. They don't want to think too much about other people's games. They don't want to think too far ahead with the value pieces that people could be playing and what those could combo with within their deck. Uh, they just want to say, are you about to win the game? Because I have a counter spell. Yep. You're not about to win the game. I don't counter spell. That's kind of how like the casual... Because they'd much rather try and win the game themselves, which is usually building a board state and smacking face or finding their engine or something like that. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, are you familiar with the gambler's fallacy? I am familiar with the gambler's fallacy, yes. Okay. So if there's 70 cards in your library and there's two that will free you from this bind, the chances of those two in a properly shuffled deck that is truly random and shuffled, Mm -hmm. the chances of those two cards being on top and then milled into your graveyard are the same as them being the two cards after you're finished milling that you would draw on your turn. Mm -hmm. So... I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong for feeling bad about seeing your cards in the graveyard because everybody likes to play with the cards that they put in their deck. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there, right? Mm, yeah. Um, but you are engaging in a fallacy, uh, which is probably one of the more common fallacies uh, to point out, uh, mm. but like still understand and engage in yourself, if that makes yeah. sense. It's like... Yeah. Oh, I roll a d20. Oh, it's a 1. Oh, it's a 2. I have terrible luck. I always right. roll low. On a d20, mm-hmm. the 1 and 2 are on opposite sides. Uh, the 2 is right next to a natural 20, and the 1 is right next to a natural 19. Yep. So it's it's as balanced as you can get, unless like you're balancing your dice with like salt water tests and stuff like that. But Right. Uh, regardless, Mill will put people into that fallacious mindset um we love a good fallacious mindset careful oh i'm being careful i know what that, i'm talking about that is the term <laughs> you're thinking of a different term you're right I the only people that. that get in that mindset are mono red players okay yeah yeah you're right uh yeah, that that's basically all, all I wanted mm-hmm. to interject. You can continue with your counterpoints. Yeah, the I'd say playing a little bit off of that, and I don't think that this would be a, a point that would say mill is better or worse than discard, but I feel like in essence, both of them are making you play off the top, realistically. Like, it's a little bit better in mill because you still have your hand, so you're not only playing off the top. But I guess just because the games of Mill that I have played, it feels like in those specific times, which obviously you can't use as full evidence for this matchup, um, is I have a hand, it's not the best hand, I don't have any draw in it, there's draw in the deck, but I don't have it, or I got mana screwed, so I don't have it. So I'm only playing off the top. Mm. And that feels no different in a mill deck than it does in a discard deck. The only difference is the number of cards in hand, which if you've gotten some bad luck and don't have 
even a halfway decent hand, there's no realistic difference between the two. And First then, of all, you know I've gotten bad luck. And second, what if in a mill situation where you feel like you're playing off the top because you have mm-hmm. dead cards in your hand is what you're talking about, right? Yes. You can't cast them because you got mana screwed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, and then I, you I'm see lands going to your that graveyard, is, right? Yes, and I'm not saying that that is inherently the mill deck's fault. That's not what I'm trying to sure, say. Sure, sure. Because it's not. That's That I, would be wrong. I know you're not, but you eventually might draw into that land, and then if that land is like the one that you needed to open up your hand, those cards are not dead anymore, and now you can play mm-hmm. again. Discard when you're playing off the top. Because you draw a card and you have to play it this turn or yeah, else that it's is, gone. That is the card you are playing. And then a dead card feels a lot worse. Because you know it's going to be gone. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. that that is a worse situation to be in. Is playing off the top against discard, you're fucked. I, I uh, would certainly agree with that, yes. Playing off the top against mill, you are at least drawing cards... And then you get to cycle through your dead cards as to what are the best cards to be holding as you discard mm-hmm. um, to hand size. And then as soon as you can get out from under that, if you ever do, the mana screw, mm-hmm. um, you can start playing the game again. And then you can play the cards in your hand. And you actually are going to be playing the best cards that you've seen. Right. So I think mill is still better than discard in that regard. I understand you are mana screwed. You have three mana. Your commander costs four, or maybe it costs three. It's been removed once, mm-hmm. and everything in your hand costs more than three. And you just saw six lands go into your library, and you want to fucking die because now you're watching yeah. people play Magic more. Yeah, it just feels worse. It is not the mill player's fault because even if there wasn't a mill player there, you still kind of gotten screwed. Just as easily, just as we were talking about the gambler's fallacy, just like if those six cards didn't go in, maybe it would they those six lands that were right in a row were ten cards deep. So like it doesn't realistically matter just when you're in that situation. To me, it feels just it feels a lot worse. Yeah, it feels worse. I think it feels worse. Okay, but I as you have said, I haven't played against a full discard deck. Okay. So this is from only playing against mill decks. And the one point that I have that actually unfortunately goes against my argument, uh, I feel like mill does have more fun archetypes to it. As much as I love a good uh, Servarian, not Servarian, wait, what the fuck is his name? Con- Conrad. Sir Conrad. Uh, Sir Conrad. Sir Conrad the Grim, not Virian Wynn. I'm mixing WoW in here for some reason. But yeah, like things fuck? with like Sir Conrad and other effects that like do damage when a creature or something is put into the graveyard. I do love those. But like you said with the Sphinx, and yeah. like even though I think Thoracle is dumb, like I can acknowledge that it's cool. That just feels like a lame way to win, in my opinion. Like a win is a win. Whatever. Yeah. But. That just feels like, to me, and I'm one to fucking talk, that feels like a lot of solitaire. Thassa's Oracle is certainly a loser way to win. Um, exactly. I will say my Falco Spara deck, one of my favorite decks, the win condition in that deck is to draw my entire library and win with the Jace uh, Wielder of Mysteries out and try and draw into an empty library. Mm-hmm. Um but the reason why it's one of my favorites is because I interact with the stack and the top of my library a yeah, lot with exactly. that deck uh and i just haven't figured out a way to capture that without uh having that win con right um because there's not like a ton of creatures that i think beat face like super well that are applied to that now i will say yeah i have like huge beaters that grow big over time but they are also gaining counters so that I can cast off the top of my library, um, right. which is, like, what I want to be doing with that deck. Uh, mm. But, yeah, like, mill, you can play mill with, uh, like, sea monsters. You can play mill um, in, like, a blue-black rogue deck. You can play mill... Uh, there's, I think there's one more tribe that mills people. 
and I just can't think of it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but and you, like you, you like just cool have more, tribes. You just have more options where if you're playing a discard deck where discard is the win con, you have like what three to five decks realistically if you're like actually trying to build a decent deck that does win and I not think... do the bad group hug thing of everyone ramps <laughs> yeah oh i hope i die last like i think um yeah i think what you mean to say is three to five cards that make discard a yes. win condition of like yeah they are discarding they're taking damage um mm. their hand size is below this amount they're taking damage um stuff like that yeah, and if you uh, I, I don't, would agree. Yeah. and if you don't hit those, then you are just slowing the game down. Yep. Which realistic, like you said, it's like stacks, and no yep. one fucking likes stacks. It can be necessary. I won't say that it isn't, but I like no stacks. One, all right, most people don't like stacks. Stacks is uh, important. It is important. Like I said, I am not trying to deny that it's important. It's just not fun some of the time. <laughs> Uh, and I should say, uh, the reason that I remembered my repressed memory as to why I hate Mill so much, and I hate it so much more than Discard, uh, goes back to my Hearthstone days, when Mill Rogue was a very prevalent deck. It was one of my three or four times of quitting Hearthstone. There was a, call, a card called Cold Light Oracle, which was a 3-mana 2-2 Murloc that reads, Each player draws two cards. And during the, I want to say, Angoro expansion, there was a legendary creature that is tangentially similar to Brewback. I'm sure there's a better magic equivalent, realistically, that doubled all of the triggers are doubled all of the battle cries, which is the ETB of Hearthstone. Yeah. So they would play the Cold Light. They would, I don't remember how, but they would reduce the cost of it. They would play it, and it holds its reduced cost. Yeah, you're talking about they Miracle would, Rogue, right? No, that was a different one. Similar oh. concept, though. Was it? Um, um, I mean, I'm sure similar. Was it I'm the sure oil that, card? Something oil, right? That would no, reduce I'd say there the was. Young Brewmaster would do it. That was a two-mana piece. Um, but basically, they would just play it. You would draw two cards. And it was draw, not mill, because mill isn't technically a thing in Hearthstone. But the difference is in Hearthstone, when you have ten cards in your hand, if you draw another one, it burns. You don't just get to have it and then discard at the end of your turn. So they would do that, and they'd make you draw your entire fucking deck. But you couldn't concede during animations. So you would be forced to watch every card come up and burn and come up and burn and come up and burn and then get the fatigue damage trigger, which would come up and burn and come up and burn and turn what should have been realistically like a five minute game into like a 10 minute game because you were simply locked into watching all of these fucking animations. And it just took so long because... I don't honestly think that the Hearthstone devs intended for this to be a deck archetype. And Hearthstone, throughout its history, has had multiple times where they had to either shorten animation times or change how animation timers worked in regards to turn times because it's a digital game, so you can't just sit there forever. So that is where my original hatred of Mill came from. That was one of my first times of stopping playing that game just because I was so sick of encountering that particular deck archetype, which happened to be what is realistically mill. Yeah. It's slightly different, but it it creates the same effect. Right. Um, I think the same thing happens in MTGA uh, in the Eldraine uh, fuck standard, whatever Eldraine Mm. was standard in. There was an archetype called Rakdos Cat Oven, uh, where basically... Oh, I think I've heard of this one. Yeah, you stick a cat in the oven. When it dies, each opponent loses a life. Uh, You can sacrifice a food to bring the cat back from your graveyard, um, and you stick it in the oven to make a food. So you can do that like four times because you get four ovens, uh, and you can do that on each of your turns, but... 
you have to go through the animations and holy fuck if you hold up any piece of interaction like an instant that deals three damage lightning bolt for instance or shock Mm -hmm. you have to sit there and pass priority on everything and you can auto pass but it still brings up the card and it's a little fucking image and this little black cat and then they activate the ability and it brings up the card and has every word on it and it's glowing and yeah I think that that issue, that thing that triggers you and the thing that triggers me when I play against Cat Oven or when I played against Cat Oven on MTGA, was more so the fact that you are locked into watching these animations as you lose the game. It's like somebody drawing it out. Exactly, where if you were playing that deck in person, I could just go, I do this... I mail you for twenty times. Yeah, I mail you, you for accept? twenty. Yes yeah, or no. ex- yeah. Present the loop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or I mail you yeah. for twenty. Once- you count the top twenty of your library. You put them into your graveyard. You know, say anything that's relevant, and then you're done. That's the end. Whereas, like, yeah, you, you'd see them all go in there and like trigger effects mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, my so. issue with it is certainly on the digital client, not the deck archetype itself, because you can't present an infinite loop to mtga or hearthstone and have it go yep okay and i process all of these things it has to do it in the code of the game right um i think we're kind of circling the drain on like the same uh talking points and getting towards just the conclusion Mm -hmm. um like you said at the beginning mill is better to play against um like i said at the beginning Neither of them seems fun to play against. Uh, yeah, that's what it really comes down to. It's just what flavor of poison do you want to play against? Exactly. But neither I do, of them are super fun, but they're both there. I do have my closing thoughts, which uh, contradict basically everything that I said. Mm-hmm. Um, when you sit down to play Commander and play ADH, play whatever is fun for you. Make sure that everybody at the table knows what your deck does, and. My god, if you're going to do something like blow up their lands, warn them of that. Say, hey, I've got mass land destruction in this deck. Um, on the contrary, if someone is doing something that you don't like or turns your deck off, you can target them. Hit them in the face, counter their shit, point all of your removal at them, be a spiteful little bitch. You have every right. Wilson agrees. He's chiming in here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and do whatever you have to do or better yet you can scoop it up switch your decks play another game Ian you really like the idea of playing discard you've tried to make it work a couple times uh, never very seriously but I certainly have Yeah. I don't think you have a deck um, I do not but no. I think it's fine that you want to play discard or like the idea of playing discard I would still rather sit down at a table and play against a discard deck where I'm drawing a card looking at it, deciding that I can't play it right now, either because I don't have the mana or it's just a land and I want to feign that I have something to do for a turn because it makes me feel like I have some sort of little iota of control over what happens in this fucking game I would Mm -hmm. still rather sit down and play against you and talk the shit with you than not be playing and not having a good time with you so to wrap it all up, I'm gifting you my rat discard deck because I honestly think if I play it one more time, I'm going to get punched in the face. Uh, I will graciously accept. Uh, so that's all that I have. Jesus. That's Mill versus oh. Discard. We got to uh, talk about how both of them are shitty to play against and then basically said it doesn't matter. Yep. You just, you just need to right. cope. Just cope. Fucking just go. get good. Just fucking get good. Play better. Draw better. Have better luck. That's all it takes. All right. So, yeah, that's all I got. All right. That that sounds like a good. It's a good take. It's an it's an interesting discussion, and I like hearing the flavor of both of them as well. And that they're not. They are both just fuck you, but they're different flavors of fuck you, and I like that. But with that, I uh, I believe we'll close out this episode. I've been Ian. I'm always Tyler. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, week, weekend, whenever you're listening to this, and I hope you listen to the next one.
Hope you have a great time. Hope to hear from you soon. Uh, the next time we're going to talk about the government genociding femboys. Thank you. Jesus Christ. <laughs>